Welcome to Discover Barnstable, the official podcast of the town of Barnstable, a podcast where you can meet the people who steward the programs and services that connect us to our quality of life here in the town of Barnstable. We invite you to join the conversation as we navigate municipal government and our community pathways to help you discover Barnstable. I'm Lynn Poyant, and today we are joined by a returning guest, John Gleason. Since our last visit with John, he has been promoted to recreation director for the town of Barnesville. So congratulations, John. Thank thank you very much. And we're really glad you're here because the last um, time you joined us, um, your episode is still number one on our podcast listening. And we're here to talk about the same subject matter this time around, which is the town of Barnesville's beach parking permits. Well, hopefully we can uh, match uh, the last time. That would be great. So can you tell us, people refer to it as a beach sticker, but it is a parking permit. Um, can you tell us what it is and what, when do you need one? Sure. I mean, uh, yes. I mean, most people refer to them as a beach sticker, but uh, it is a parking permit, which allows you to park at our beaches, but also ways to water. Um, so if you're going shell fishing, fishing, uh, using your boat or want to go to the beach, it's something you need to have um, for the most part year round. And, uh, so, yeah. So you actually start selling um, beach stickers in the fall because they are good January 1st to December 31st. Correct. Even though for the, the majority of people use them for the beaches, which is usually Memorial Day to Labor Day. Correct. You know, last year we didn't end up selling them until late December, um, but that's because we had some fee increases uh, to the parking permits. This year there's no changes to the fees, so we should be selling them very shortly, which will be coming out with an email to anyone that has gotten a sticker in the past. Um, We'll notify them of when we'll start to sell them. That's great. Um, And so that we talked about ways to water beaches. Um, does this include being able to park in a town-owned parking lot in the villages of Osterville or Hyannis or Barnstable? Um, I don't believe so. No, I mean, just, no, you know, those are, you know, yeah, they're just for general parking. But yeah, the parking permits are strictly for, you know, the beaches, ways to water. That's what it entitles you to, to park at. Yeah. So the reason why I asked the question was because we do have a number of residents who think that it entitles them to park anywhere, including Bismore Park and other areas, and it really is just the beaches yeah, I mean, and ways to water. For the most part, you know, parking in town, usually there's signage that will indicate, you know, what is required of you to park there. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the types of permits that are issued. So there's resident versus non-resident, seasonal versus weekly, landlord, and then handicapped. Sure. So um, the basic one is the resident pass. It's for anyone that, you know, owns property in town or has a car garage here and paying excise tax to the town. It's $50 and it entitles them to park at any of our public or, you know, resident beaches. Uh, We do offer a handicap parking pass as well um, for $25, half, half the fee. Same thing, those are, are, are good for any public beach or resident beach. So, you know, ba- ba- the basic one is the residence pass, which a vast majority of people get. So, again, that allows them to park, uh, you know, anywhere. Um, we also have uh, a seasonal pass. Those are for our non-residents. 
Um, so if you live in like, let's say Mashpee and Mashpee, unfortunately doesn't really have a lot of beaches. So people do decide to buy a seasonal pass for, for Barnstable. And that is $350 and it's good for, for the year to park at any of the, the, the spots, but they're only good to the public beaches. So that would be like veterans, Calmus, Sea Street, Craigville, uh, Botfish Park at Sandy Neck, Hathaway's Pond. So it doesn't entitle you to go to like Millway or Colville's or Dallas's. It's only to our public beaches. Um, and again, that's $350. And what is a weekly pass? How much does that cost? Yeah, so we, a weekly pass is good for seven consecutive days. So you can choose whatever seven days you'd like to go when you're visiting down here. And it's $110 for the week. So those people that plan on coming to the beach every day, you know, it's definitely worth worth it to, to you know, to get the pass. You can, um, you know, purchase it online. You can come in in person um, and get it. Um, but typically we have the mail-in applications and online. So as long as you kind of know when you're coming down, you can purchase, purchase that at any time. And the system went um, online uh, during COVID, but it's something that's here to stay. Correct. So that's the way we are doing business these days. Yes, I mean, we are doing it online um, through OpenGov, which the town uses for multiple purposes uh, from different departments or divisions. Um, but yes, it is it is here to stay. Um, we are going now on four years now or almost five seasons it, of- It'll be four in May. Yeah, you know, of doing it online. And we have made- ways for the residents to better understand the process. So if you're having difficulties of doing it online, we did do a step-by-step -step, uh, guide of how to purchase it. And we also did a video um, through through um, the town communications is how to do it visually, like step-by-step -step, a video to walk you through the process. So if people are having difficulties, you know, there's two avenues which you could follow to, to secure your parking permit. Or, you know, we also do it on, uh, through the mail. So you can take a hard copy application that you could uh, download or print off from your computer at your house or come into our building and grab an application, fill it out, provide us with all the necessary documentation and you know, uh, get a sticker back through the mail in a pretty timely fashion, as long as it's, you know, purchased in a timely fashion. Right. And that's one of the reasons why we're having this conversation now is because you, you start selling in the late fall um, of the previous year and frequently your the bulk of your requests come in two weeks before um, the season opens. Correct. And so you can't process everything um, all at once, although you do allow for a certain period of time um, the receipt that uh, to, uh, to gain entrance into a Yeah, beach. I mean, we always see, uh, you know, obviously when we send out the emails to the people that have purchased one in the past, we always definitely see, a, you know, influx of applications that come in. But then it will have a little lull, you know, late January, February, it kind of dies down a little bit. And sure, as we get closer to Labor Day weekend, or Memorial. sorry, excuse me, Memorial Day weekend, um, we see a huge, you know, influx again. You know, we do allow, the town manager has allowed uh, people to, you know, use their receipt, um, even their initial receipt that they've, uh, you know, uh, applied for one. Um, but then you get a secondary email when it's been approved that has your license plate on it. And even if you haven't had gotten your sticker in the mail, you could take that receipt and put it on your dashboard. Um, but we highly, 
highly encourage people to do it as soon as possible. We do have some seasonal staff that are in our office uh, you know, to process these. So some of our full-time staff do it. And even last year, I, I mean, I did well over, I think, probably a thousand or thousands myself to make sure that we are getting them out to the public as soon as possible. But if people will continue to do it earlier and earlier and earlier, it would help the process later in the season. You know, I don't think people mind as much waiting in January or February for their sticker opposed to waiting in like May or June for it. And you process over 20,000 stickers on an annual basis. Correct. I mean, the past couple of years, we've been around 21, 22,000 stickers. And some of that includes, you know, the ones that we have to do over for people. They, They lost it. They didn't get it through the mail. So, you know, we, we are doing a ton and have, you know, a decent amount of staff to go through them. But again, it takes time. You have to, you know, open up the mail. You have to check all the the paperwork to make sure it matches. Or if you're online, you have to go through every download to make sure that the registration is valid, that it's a valid resident. It, it does take time to process the sticker. So the sooner you get it done, you know, gives us more time to go through all the steps and get it back to you as soon as possible. So when you talk about documentation that's required, it's the car registration. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to upload a copy um, of your car registration. Correct. Yeah. I mean, whether you have a Barnstable address on your um, registration or not, as long as uh, we can look up your property, we can figure out if you're a, a taxpayer or not. Um, but yes, people do need to attach their car registration. And what about leased vehicles? Uh, lease vehicles, uh, same thing. You can attach your car registration and your documentation of your lease. Okay. So then we can make sure that the two tie together. And then again, we can see that you own the property. So as long as you're providing us with the de- you know, the necessary documents we need, we can get through it pretty quickly. The issues arise when, unfortunately, you don't attach the right registrations or the right information. Therefore, then we have to put that on hold, contact you to make sure you get the right information to us so then we can process it. So sometimes it's always not as smooth as we'd like it to be, but again, we've created those things you know, online for people to see to hopefully make things easier. And again, if people are having difficulties, they can always call our office and if we have to set up a, a meeting with them to walk them through the steps uh, in person, we'd be glad to do that. So maybe the next time around, they would find it easier to do the next year. But we're always trying to make sure that, that you know, it's as easy as possible. But, you know, unfortunately, the days of all our volunteers, you know, at the, the youth center are not there. So people expecting to get one in person is, is, is not going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. So let's do a little primer on what people need to know once they get their beach sticker. It's something that they actually have to secure to the car. You know, required in the rules, yes, you're supposed to put it on your vehicle on the lower left-hand corner of your vehicle. So as you drive into the the beach. Yeah, on the driver's dash. Yes, yeah, on the windshield. So when you drive in, our gate attendant staff can greet you at the beach. They can look at your sticker and they look at your license plate to make sure they match. And you can go in and park and enjoy the day at the beach. Um, Yeah, we have various people that will put it on the other side. They'll put it on a window, the back of their truck. And then that just slows down the process to to check check it. Uh, people aren't supposed to laminate them, um, you know, because they don't want to put it on their their mm. windshield. You know, it's supposed to be a. Fix. They are tough to get off. <laughs> yes, um, you know, and there's there's a there's a reason for that um, because you know 
you know, this is my 20th year working for the town. And when I first started, you could take the beach stickers and you could pull them off your car and put them on another car. And the, the fraudulent use of the stickers was pretty rampant. Um, yeah. And then a couple of years ago, we used the same company to get the sticker, but it's, uh, you know, a little tougher of a sticker. It's the same quality, I think, that the transfer station uses. And you can't take your sticker off and put it on another vehicle to give it to another family member or to a non-resident that is not entitled to park at the beach. It makes it that much more difficult. And I know that there's an opportunity for a replacement sticker. So I have a new-to-me vehicle um, that I bought in um, early September. And I wanted to make sure that I had a, a beach parking permit through December 31st, just in case I needed to go to a way to water for shellfishing or yep. something of that nature. And so I took the sticker off and it was in pieces and I brought it into um, the Hyena Tooth and Community Center with my $5. And I was able to get um, a receipt saying that I did in fact have a um, beach parking permit, but because you had sold so many parking permits this year, there were none available to uh, for for me to actually stick on my window. Yeah, but we we definitely did a lot more replacements this year than ever. Um, yeah, I heard over three hundred. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, but yeah, as long as you can uh, show a piece of your you know previous ticker, you got you know maybe a new license plate or you got a new car or whatever it may be. Um, just make sure you talk to your dealership to make sure they take it off before you get your new car or. You know, uh, if you got in a car accident, we can definitely do temporary passes uh, to make sure you don't miss out on the great summer season. Uh, there's different ways that we can help you out. Uh, again, we don't, you know, our goal is to serve the community and not hinder them from going to the beach. So if you have any issues with needing a replacement or something going on with your vehicle, uh, you know, just give us a call. We, we will find ways to make sure that you can enjoy, enjoy the beaches. Uh, we don't want you to miss out because you don't have something. Great. I think that we've covered everything that we needed to cover. So I'm going to ask you a little bonus question. Oh, here. sure. <laughs> if we were to look at your music playlist, what would be uh, at the top? Um, well, growing up and doing a lot of traveling with my father uh, to different sporting events, uh, he was uh, oldies. He loved the oldies. And still to this day, I love the Beatles. They are, they're my favorite to listen to. Um, you know, not too long ago, I, I remember painting my kids' rooms, and, and as I was doing it, I threw on uh, the Beatles, and I was listening to that while I was painting my kids' rooms. So definitely that would be at the top. I love still old like classic classic rock or just old old music. That's great. So I have to say that Mark Milne was in earlier, and he said that um, anything from the 60s, 70s that's yeah, I mean, high on his list. It's great music. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, today's music is, you know, pretty good itself. You know, I have three almost soon to be teenagers and I do enjoy their current music as well driving in the car with them but there's there's nothing better than some of these old classic songs that I that I do enjoy Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, our listeners, for spending time with us and listening to Discover Barnstable, the official podcast of the town of Barnstable. We hope you found a new understanding of how your municipal government works for you in our community. Be sure to drop us a line at podcast at town.barnstable.ma.us and let us know what you would like to learn next. Until next time, go Discover Barnstable. <laughs>